Welcome to the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast. I'm Dr. Jay Calvert, and I am sitting here today with my co-author, Dr. Millicent Ravello. Millicent, how are you? I'm doing very, very well. How are you? I'm very pleased to get our news today of our publication in the uh, Aesthetic Surgery Journal. That is correct. We have a paper that we were working on for quite some time. <laughs> quite some time. It's okay. It's be- better late than never. It happened. It's it happens published. When you have two busy private practice surgeries, yeah, it takes a while. But it was published in September's version of the Aesthetic Surgery Journal, which is the big journal for aesthetic surgeons across America. Yes, and this article details our experience with harvesting rib cartilage out of breast surgical operations. Incisions. Either for augmentation, uh, you know, breast implants or reductions, but it's where we're doing a combined nose operation or a vision nose operation, and one primary, actually. <laughs> yeah. With, uh, with an Asian rhinoplasty, where we took the rib through a breast operation closed everything up for the rib harvest, and then continued to do the breast operation, and then built the nose with the rib graft. Built the nose with the rib graft. And it's unique in the sense that not many, anyone else that we know of, <laughs> <laughs> seems to be so me, huh? doing that technique. <laughs> but it's a nice combination of you know two surgeries we love. Well, and I've had a lot of patients who needed revision surgery, and then when they come in and you say, well, we need to take a rib, they're like, well, how do you do that? I said, well, I make this cut over the eighth rib or the seventh rib. And they go, ooh, uh, can you do it under the breast? I was like, well, you have breast implants. And he thought about changing those out or whatever. While like, we're there? Well, as oh. a matter of fact, they're 12 years old. And it's yeah. like, okay, so there you we go. can do that. But the reason we published the article is to prove the safety and efficacy of the operations because the last thing we want is to be doing the two operations together and having a compromise of either operation. Right. You don't want to have increased risk of infection of the implants or future caps or contracture of the implants. So we need to make sure that what we were doing, what you were doing, this technique you described, is in fact safe for both the breast and the nose surgeries. Correct. And so that's why we publish the experience. But that's not what we're here to talk about today. No. No, just a little. But congratulations yeah. on the publication. <laughs> maybe we'll review the paper as a separate oh, yeah, podcast. Maybe. That would be kind of cool. <laughs> we'll have our own little journal club. <laughs> <laughs> and you all get to come with us. You're welcome. So what we want to talk about today is artistry and plastic surgery. And the reason this came up for me as a topic and why I wanted to kind of bat this around with Dr. Ravello was that a certain patient kind of said, you know, I just think your noses are the best. I looked at the, you know, everybody and I did research and I looked at all these before and afters. And I just think, I just think like, how could anybody want to go anywhere else? To which I said, I totally agree. (laughs) That's not true because everybody has a different feel for what they want in a rhinoplasty. Absolutely. So there are some people who love the work of any given surgeon and there are just as many people that probably really hate it. That's true. And you can you can see that. So and, and if you even look at like our before and afters, if I look at your breast before and afters and my breast before and afters, they're they're different. They're, they're different. It's not, they're, they're not better or worse, but like there's going to be somebody that looks at your work and say, oh, I totally want that. And they're going to look at mine and be like, eh, <laughs> no, thanks. You know, I'll go somewhere else or vice, or vice versa. versa because it is all about artistry and the way that i try to explain it to people it's it's like if you commission an artist to paint you a painting for your home 
let's say you go to Claude Monet and you say, Monet, I'd love for you to make me a painting. Have at it. Like, I, I got the money. Yeah, Paint these are away. the colors I like. Yeah, do something yeah. cool that I that because yeah. I I love your your work. You're going to get something very different than if you commission Pablo Picasso. The two works of art that you're going to get are going to be completely different. Right, they have the same color palette, Maybe. but totally different. <laughs> right, and that's the thing is that it's going to be totally different works of art. And plastic surgery is the same way. When you're asking somebody to do a breast augmentation for you or a rhinoplasty or a facelift everybody has a different style right and the work looks really different but you have to have a discerning eye for it i mean right. it's really it, it is like you have to look actively you actually have to look at the photos and not just glance over them and say oh that's good that's good that's good and certainly it's hard to do sometimes especially if you're looking at a lot of photos from a lot of different surgeons but once you've sort of narrowed down the couple that you like that's when you can really sort of look at them with more discrimination. Like, oh, I really like that, or I really like that. Or you can find the patients that look sort of like you to start, and that's a good way to build on it as well. And then when you meet them, you can decide, yeah, do I actually like this schmuck or not? <laughs> <laughs> and then the conundrum who's, who's is, the I think I'm the schmuck. <laughs> then it's like, wait a minute, I really like his work, but do I like him? <laughs> well, that's the other part of it too, isn't it? There has to be a connection. Yeah. Because you're working on this together. Oh, my God. It's a project. It's it is a project. It's definitely a project. No matter you, what it is. You, you got to like your, your people, you know? Yeah. I mean, you don't want to do, you don't want to come around a place where you don't want to be, and you don't want to be with a, a surgeon that you don't like either. No. So, it's just a recipe for bad outcomes. Yeah. So yeah. you have to, f and, and so how do you look at photos discerningly? How do you do it? This is my recommendation to my patients when they ask me, well, I don't know how to do that. I don't have an artistic eye. That's the complaint, right? I'm, I'm not an artist. I'm not a plastic surgeon. Well, but you are because there are some pictures of whatever procedure you're thinking about that you like. I like this girl's nose. I like this guy's jawline. I like this guy's you know, abdomen with the way that he's you know, ripped or shredded or whatever. I like this woman's belly. I like these thighs. Whatever it is that you like and you see those pictures, I like this nose. Start with that of what do you like about it? Well, I like it because it's a small nose. I yeah. like it because the face looks tight. I like it because the neck is clean. Whatever. And and make note of what it is that drew you to that, that you like. photo. Right. Like, I, I like it because of this. And then when you look at the plastic surgeons, let's say you get a recommendation. And, you, and your friend says, oh, I went to Jay Calvert for my rhinoplasty and I'm so happy. And you look at her nose and you go, wow, I really like that nose. Okay. Let me check it out. And then you think, I like these noses. Well, these noses look like the one on my friend. And I looked at the before and afters on Dr. Calvert's site. You know, it's a match. He's board certified, president of the Rhinoplasty Society. I'm going to Beverly Hills. I'm going to get my nose done. And it all adds up because you've, you've taken the time to actively study what it is that you like about it. Right. And that's the whole thing. You don't have to know necessarily why you like it. But once you've decided what you or which ones you like, then you can start to go through it critically. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Well, and you'll also notice that other surgeons don't, don't have, have those, that. Those that's aspects. the other aspect of it, right? Like, oh, yeah, I do really like how that tip turned out. And then you start looking at other noses and you're like, they don't have that. I don't right. like that. Right. This this one, like the big complaint from certain you know, other surgeons 
who are friends of mine supposedly is that like well your your tips are too sculpted they're you know jay you're, you just you just like that you know modely look and you like that sculpted look well i do yeah <laughs> yes i problem. do Why? <laughs> and they're saying well you know my patients want a rounded tip they want it to be more you know softer and they don't want that you know stylized looking nose and i'm like okay well that that's Great. fine then they shouldn't come here. I, right. I don't know that they yeah. should go to you yeah. because you make a rounded tip and that's fine. And and it's not a problem because those surgeons are really busy anyway. They're busy yeah. also with people that want that what like they do. Their look, yeah. There's no right or wrong, just what you like and does that make you happy? That's right. And that's ultimately like I think who winds up in my practice are people that have seen other people with rhinoplasty with by me or, or facelifts by me. And they yeah. said, oh, I really love her. I want right. to do that too. Right. Well, I think I even made a comment the other day. I was looking at one of your afters and I was like, oh yeah, I could pick that nose out of a lineup. That's a Jay Calvert <laughs> nose. <laughs> and, and that's true. And that's, that's exactly what it is. It's still the patient's own nose. Yep. It still looks like them. But it is the, the, the mark of the artistry is there. There's a certain... There's a certain curve to the bridge, yeah. and there's a certain you know Look tip to the thing. Tip. Yeah, and, it's yeah, and it, and I I like it. Yeah, you know nobody else does has to like it except <laughs> for my patients and me. It's all you need. And we're just all happy on our own, <laughs> and there are plenty of them coming, so it's good. But the the thing is, is that the uh, and 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 it does vary in every ethnicity. Like what I do for African American patients is totally oh, different totally than what different. I do for you know the. The, the average walk around Caucasian patient, yeah. which is different from what I do from the average walk around mestizo nose, yeah. you know, which is what is, is different from the average, you know, kind of northern Spanish nose. You know, every every ethnicity has their own aspects of of what they like and how they want things to turn yeah. out. And they also have variable anatomy in terms of skin thickness and soft tissue. And so right. so it is it is all about what do you think is going to happen in this operation and have you seen me do that before right given the constraints of any given patient and their nose and their anatomy obviously and and i think breasts are really the same thing i mean breasts are very much the same they are thing. really yeah typecast some, based on the surgeon people just have different looks and and looks they prefer or different even i think even different techniques will get, definitely give different results totally. so some Physicians, some surgeons have certain techniques that they prefer. It's going to yield a certain result. So it's very much like the nose. I think that you have to look at the befores and afters to see what kind of look any given surgeon has for the breasts. Yeah, I mean, there, the variability on Roxbury Drive right out here. Right. <laughs> it's, it's, it's huge. It's insane. You know, if you come right up the street, like there are probably what? 30 plastic surgeons on the street. Easily. Maybe more. Yeah. I could probably hawk a loogie out this window and hit a plastic surgeon. Easy. Yeah. <laughs> you, that sounds kind of fun. I like to, <laughs> Depends which one you hit. The, uh, I like to say you can't swing a dead cat without hitting a plastic surgeon. And Aww. that's true. And I was swing. Oh, no. Oh, your poor little kitties. <laughs> Dr. Ravello is, a, is a fostering two little kitties. Maybe we, that was, that we go back to a, my loogie. <laughs> you, can, you can hawk a loogie instead. All right, I'll swing a large violin instead of viola, for that matter. But the um, the variability on this street alone, just thinking of who's on our street, is is extreme. Yeah. I mean, it it goes from you know s- super. 
supreme porn star breasts mm-hmm. to like the supernatural, like, natural looking, swingy, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and you know, to like oh, the lot, lots of cleavage to like you know, I've got a fist of space between my my implants. I mean, it, it's variable that much. Yes, just in this two hundred yards of <laughs> right. of plastic surgeons. So you have to look for the artistry. Look at what it is that these people do. And I think it, it varies on where the surgeon trained, on you know, where they came from. There, you know, just there there's so much variation. And I, I'm telling you people, it's in the before and after photos. You don't have to look any further. Oh, but he's great reviews. And yeah, he's, oh, and he's, you know, he trained this. Yeah. He's, you know, he's summa magna, uh, know, super duper cum laude from Harvard Harvard Health Institute of Mars. That you know, like we don't care. You know, it's really interesting that you said that because I actually hadn't thought about it until now. But I have a good friend of mine who, when she looks for doctors, she really wants them to be Ivy League trained and well educated, and that's like. On her criteria. Right here, dude. <laughs> and okay. she, that's like, that's very important to her when she's researching people that they have this prestigious educational background. That being said, her first breast augmentation was by a very prestigious Ivy League trained person and she hated it. She hated it. But she put. Which Ivy League was it? Was it Harvard? <laughs> because if it's Harvard, it's going to be bad. No, I don't remember. But <laughs> no offense to my Harvard buddies. New York. No offense. But the the whole concept was that she probably didn't look at the befores and afters, and she got the the implants that that particular surgeon does. But in her mind, what mattered more was the pedigree. The pedigree is great. I mean, I think you need to look for people that are, you know, listen, if they're board certified, they're in Beverly Hills, and they've been here for a number of years. They're, they're going to be good. That's they're right. Good. Like, that's over. Yeah. You don't have to sit there. You can read, like, everybody's going to have, like, a couple of haters who write bad yeah. reviews. They're going to have... They're you know, lots there. of people that write great reviews. Yeah. That's all well and good too. If they are board certified, they don't in have problems plastic in, medical, surgery. in plastic surgery, right? Not in like obstetrics and gynecology, which you can get your breast done by your gynecologist if you want to. I'm not sure how that's happening, but it is. That's my patient um, that I saw today. But yes, carry on. It, it happens. <laughs> it's like what? Let me ask you something. Do you think that? The vagina and breast implants are related in any other way than they're on women. Like they're two different specialties. I I just don't know how that happens. I really don't. I don't get it. And I I just I I don't know how that's allowed. Make sure they're board certified in plastic surgery. There you go. Yes, that's it. And the reality of that is that the you're going to find somebody who's board certified who's in a great zip code who has lots of before and afters, like all these things are important, but then you got to like love those before and afters. And yeah. if you if you look at them, you go like, man, the, the, this, this surgeon is killing it. Well, that's where you go. Yeah. That's it. And then it becomes a price discussion. Do you like the person? You know, it's like they're, but, but get down to the, boy, I really love these results. Yeah. Check out the website. Certainly check out the social media. Check out the Instagrams because I know a lot of us are better at putting stuff on Instagram than on our websites because it's yeah, well, most a little people bit aren't easier. looking at the website. Yeah. I mean, my website, my new one just is out now and it's very mobile friendly. But I can tell you, most people are scrolling through my Instagram. Yeah. And so I'm trying to put up, you know, I actually have like a Calvert rhinoplasty Instagram and I'm working on that now to just get all the noses in one place. And, you know, just because that's where people want to go. I mean, like my dog Chi Chi is very cute, but like if you're thinking about rhinoplasty, <laughs> you know, 
that you don't need to see pictures of the cheech you know she's amazing <laughs> maybe you do <laughs> i don't know she's super cute but yeah i mean i try to make my general instagram account sort of a reflection of you know what i'm up to and yeah your I lifestyle do. your brand yeah and then also you know the, the the before and afters are certainly there but like after a while it's like the you know okay that's enough with the before and afters like show yeah me the, else. the brand is important because that ultimately is who your surgeon is going to be and who you're going to be interacting with for the next year so yeah you know, you got to kind of like what they do and who they are. Yeah, and you want to like the office and how the office works. Yes. You know, you you have to feel comfortable that you're going to be taken care of there and that you can reach your surgeon and somebody's going to answer the phone, which is really important. So anyway, I think that's about it I got on, on artistry. There will be more in the future, I'm sure. <laughs> but I, I was sort of like, I, I just, when I was hearing my patients say, I just think your noses are the best. I was like, for you, they are. Yeah. But it's not for everybody. It's really, it's an individual choice. I agree. Couldn't agree more. All right. Well, then this is the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast coming to you from the 90210. The Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast is brought to you by Rock Spa. This is MediSpa, located both in Beverly Hills and Newport Beach, providing services such as Botox, fillers, lasers, and all therapy, as well as hydrofacials and all the aesthetic products you could possibly need. It's run by the medical director, me, Dr. Jay Calvert. Rock Spa Beverly Hills is located at 120 South Spalding Drive in Suite 340, Beverly Hills, 90212. The phone number there is 310-777-0496. And Rock Spa Newport Beach is located at 1617 Westcliff Drive, Newport Beach, California, 92660. The phone number there is 949-640-1111. You can go to their respective websites, rockspanewportbeach.com or rockspabeverlyhills.com. Rock Spa was created to help my patients maintain their aesthetic beauty in between whatever operations they have throughout their lives. It's something that allows patients to come in, get their facials, skin treatments, take care of all the Botox fillers and lasers that they need to keep up their beauty. And if they've invested in any of the aesthetic operations I perform, it's the way to maintain those operations. If you mention this podcast, you will get the member's pricing for your hydrofacial. The Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast is the way that Dr. Ravello and I talk about the issues that are important to us in plastic surgery. But there's nothing better than getting to take care of our patients and do plastic surgery. Our practices are located in Beverly Hills, and I also have a satellite office in Newport Beach. You can learn about my practice at drcalvert.com, and you can reach my office by calling 310-777-8800, and that will get you an appointment either in Beverly Hills or at the Newport Beach office. My practice is located in Beverly Hills. Our office phone number is 310-954-1355. You can also contact us directly through the website, which is rovelloplasticsurgery.com. We look forward to seeing you in the office for some aesthetic tune-ups.